right, guys, big episode of the Nordies Podcast. The national championship game is set. We talk NFL playoff scenarios, the future of the Vikings quarterback position, and what the Timberwolves need to become contenders. Here we go. I already love 2024. Do you? Yes. Specifically, just the vibes? What are you getting? I think it's already one of the best years we've had. Okay. <laughs> so far, that. nothing bad has really happened. <laughs> right. It's only been good stuff. And yeah, I've really been enjoying myself. No major celebrity deaths. Yeah, not uh, yet. Yeah, it's good. And I would say uh, that this is going to be the best year of the Nordies podcast ever. I think so, too. I was going to say. Mm-hmm. I we're, mean, we're only getting better. We're just We just keep getting better. I love it. All right, cheers. so yeah, cheers to everyone. Happy 2024 to you guys. Uh, and what you could do for us in 2024 is make sure that you give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's Podcast and subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcast from and get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. I see you haven't lost your touch in the new year. I was watching the wild. You're just play. watching the game. I was on autopilot. <laughs> it just that just happened. I just said all that. I wasn't even paying attention. What happened? Blacked out. Yeah, that was me. Um okay. Right. So, uh lots to talk about today. Uh I'm I'm drinking here uh a surly mango axe man yep. IPA. Cheers. And uh yeah, that's I'm drinking we're at. I'm drinking a mocktail that um your wife made. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to do dry January after a soggy last three weeks yeah yeah um culminating in a (laughs) sopping wet new year's eve and a sloppy following new year's day i'm done with it for a little bit so we're gonna take a little break on that okay and uh get healthy i'm here to cheer you on yeah thank you thank you um okay so here we go we have to dive into the world of sports and we are actually going to start with the college football playoff okay now i want everyone to realize that for the most part college football and college sports are bad (laughs) right i know it's an unpopular take i know everybody loves college sports they're playing for the name on the front and not the name on the back they care so much they hustle so much it's like nah they're all looking for freaking nil deals (laughs) this is this this is it's just bad pro sports at this point and the thing is is all of the bowl games outside of the college football playoff are a complete joke yep. where most of the players don't even play anymore and it's just a waste of everyone's time to even have them but the gophers won their bowl game wow yeah they threw for 26 green. yards over bowling green thanks but i will <laughs> tell you i did enjoy the college football playoff games all right so you did you watch what it, there was like three big ones two, right there's two just, big ones okay so the two big games michigan versus uh, Alabama mm-hmm. was a classic. Yeah. I didn't watch it, but I heard it was electric. And then you had Washington versus Texas, which looked like it was going to get out of hand. And then Texas came storming back and then they got stopped at late in the game. And, uh, you know, you're going to have Washington versus Michigan for the championship. And I think oh, that's really, re- I see what that is. I think that's okay. really refreshing. Like, so the Rose bowl is now one of those yeah. games. Got it. And this is the last year of the 14 playoff. Next year it goes to a 12 team playoff, which I was kind of like, ah, whatever. No, but now I'm good. kind of excited about it. Yeah. Like I think it's the best of college sports is this, these final games. And these, this truly was semi pro sports. That's how I felt. And I mean, that as a compliment. Yeah. It was good. They look this good. was pretty good football. Who's this uh, Phoenix guy? Uh, well, I want to talk about him later. Okay. So I just wanted to touch on the fact those games happened. Michigan won in overtime. It was pretty exciting. Everyone's excited about um, J.J. McCarthy and Michael Penix. We'll talk about them in a little bit when we okay. talk about the Vikings. But I did want to start with the college football playoff. It seemed cool. Uh, I'll try to watch the championship game at this point. Yeah, next week, next Monday. Um, okay, so here we go. We have to jump into the NFL now. Really, our our top our top story has to be the NFL as they head into the playoffs. We're going into week 18 with some crazy stories and some crazy possibilities. Yeah. First up, the Buffalo Bills. With a win, we'll get the number two seed in the AFC. It's insane. That's guaranteed two home games with wins, and... 
you know, if, a, if they a, lose. a path to the to the AFC Championship game, and if they lose, they don't make the playoffs. They might not, right? I, I love I think that. that. Like a, one other team has to win or something, but I love it. I love that kind of stuff. Is that's a playoff game? That's exciting. Yep. That's what the NFL needs in Week 18. Um, the Ravens and the 49ers both wrapped up one seeds. Okay. Damn. The Ravens. So the, Ravens the Harbaugh's good. had a good good week. Oh, the Harbaugh's had a really good week. Those fuckers, dude. <laughs> and then um, the Browns wrapped up the five seed in the okay. AFC with Joe Flacco turning back the clock. Joe Flacco should be your comeback player of the year. This is unreal. I thought Joe Flacco was retired. I thought was he a backup somewhere? He was a backup, then he was out of the league, and then he comes back out of nowhere, takes over for Deshaun Watson when he gets injured, and is playing like as well as he did in his prime. And they are legitimately it. a good team. I know the Ravens are afraid of them probably more than anyone in the AFC. Okay. Their defense is lights out. Flacco is terrifying. They can run the ball. They're a big physical team, and. Our former offensive coordinator, Kevin Stefanski, should be the coach of the year. Really? I think he's going to win it, and he should. Damn. He is kicking everyone's ass with Joe Flacco. It's unreal. And Joe Flacco has to be the comeback player of the year. I'm sorry. DeMar Hamlin winning the comeback player of the year is ridiculous did he, did he win it he's going it's it, it has it's a lock he's it's he's like a lock but for it i mean he has played he like almost, three plays I mean, he did die so like that's a big comeback ask jesus that's a big comeback yeah it is but, but like he, he played also, like, like three plays it's yeah. just like the whole year's like, award is a waste of time he came back to life yes but did he come the back comeback and dominate? Of the year, he came back and sat on the bench for the whole year right it's great i'm proud of him i'm happy for him i'm glad that he's making NFL paychecks and that he is living a healthy life enough so that he can play professional sports still. That is amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm really happy for him, but don't ruin the whole comeback player of the year award this year so that we can have a standing ovation and the NFL can pat themselves on the back. Yeah. I mean, and I know everyone's like, man, Eric, you are heartless. No, I'm not. I, I'm really happy. Make the DeMar Hamlin award every year and it's a new award and it's named after him every year. There's going to be a DeMar Hamlin, someone who beat the odds in some way or someone who did something miraculous. I don't care. Make some, a big show of it and give him a huge standing ovation, but don't throw away an award for a guy who actually deserves it. Okay. That's what I think. And you think Flacco's the man. Flacco is the man. It's unbelievable. It. This is one of the best stories in sports this year. Joe Flacco. I can't wait. I want to watch the game. Yeah. It's, you know, better viewing than watching the Vikings at this point. So, yeah. Um, and then the Lions played a huge game. The two seed was on the line. The Lions at the Cowboys in prime time. And the Lions held their own the mm-hmm. whole game. They, you know, for the most part, other than CeeDee Lamb, shut down a Cowboys offense pretty well. Um, comes down to the end of the game. They score a really late touchdown. They decide to go for two. They run a trick play. It works. The refs supposedly messed it up. Yeah. But then Dan Campbell, being the asshole that he is, was like, it's my reputation that I go for it. So then he went for it again, and they got a penalty. So they were at the seven-yard line, and then they went for it another time after another penalty. So the one that was called back wasn't like the last play of the game. They no, the had one more that got tries. called back was a penalty on them. And yeah. It got, and then they could have kicked the extra point and sent it to overtime. Oh. But instead, he was like, damn it, I'm Dan Campbell, yeah. and it's all about me. You know? Yeah, like, right. He just blew it for them. It was poor coaching. The Lions will blow it all because of Dan Campbell. And we play the Lions this week. Can we play spoiler in any way for them? So I'm scared of that. Because um, you don't want to win. I do not want to win this game. Um, and the big thing here is that the Vikings, like the Bills, uh, could be anywhere from in the playoffs to the ninth pick in the draft. The ninth pick sounds nice. The ninth pick sounds better than the playoffs at yeah. this point. Because that playoff spot, you're going to Dallas and you're losing forty nine nothing. You're gonna start. Um, you're gonna start Mullins. We He's gonna have five have... interceptions and you're gonna lose horribly. So yeah, I really don't want that. A guy I, that you pulled and then had to put back in when you yeah. realized, oh fuck, he's our best guy. Oh my god. Yeah. So to me, I I really hope that what, what we need this week is we need the Lions to to beat the Vikings. Obviously. Okay. We need the Bears to beat the Packers. All right. Which never happens. Yeah. But the Bears are kind of hot right now. We need the. Uh, 
Falcons to beat the Saints. Okay. Which could happen. Yeah. And we need the Raiders to beat the Russell Wilson-less Broncos. Why is he? Why is it Russell Wilson-less? He's there because but they're not allowing him to play until because he they can't let him know they're going to cut him and they can't cut him if he's hurt. So they're oh. just making sure he's healthy so they can cut him. Oh my god, it's so weird. I mean, yeah. I don't like the guy, but he's getting kind of fucked down there. He is. Like he's not playing that bad. I mean, statistically, he's pretty bad though. Okay, I mean, <laughs> he's pretty. He's terrible. not their solution for sure. All right, so maybe that happens, and if all that goes right, we get the nine. We could get the ninth. There's pick quarterbacks nine. at nine. Oh, I I would feel really good about being at nine. Yeah, that would be incredible. Even if we could get to ten or eleven. And at this point, after getting piss pounded by the Packers, which sucked, but it's also like whatever. Boy, Once oh you've boy, endured that, you might as well just get beat. I went the to the game, and uh, you know I've been on record saying this is the worst Viking season of all time. You this have furthered, been right on. We, this just furthered that claim. Because right now we're 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, We're 7-9. 7-9. Seven and, nine. Seven and nine. and okay. uh, So we're looking at that 8-9 finish nine that you talked misery. about. 8-9 is misery. That's absolute hell. Um, but yeah, we are we are in a terrible spot here. Uh, we If we win, we could possibly go to the playoffs. We're going to fight and fight and fight, I feel like, to not make the playoffs and be 8-9. And, yeah. and that's going to be the worst thing. Right, because even if we win, it's not like it's guaranteed. Other shit has to happen, right? So, um, yeah. Yeah, not All good. Right. So... We lose horribly to the Packers, uh, thirty-three to ten. Yeah, um, didn't seem that. All close. of the Minnesota Vikings fans that are absolute brain-dead clowns thought that Jaron Hall was going to be the guy. Okay, you had to give him a try. <laughs> Jaron Hall, the twenty-five-year-old rookie quarterback from BYU. Yeah, okay, he stinks. I knew it. I wasn't <laughs> one bit excited. I the only reason I was excited Jaron Hall was playing is because I knew it would help us lose. There you go. <laughs> and then I just I couldn't believe the shameless Packer fans at this game. So Why? I was at the game. What was going on? Oh my! They were talking the most trash ever. I want. I was like, you guys are trying to win this game to go to eight and eight. Yeah. <laughs> Settle down. Settle. You almost lost to the Panthers last week. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> you might not make the playoffs. Like, relax, yeah. everyone. Oh, my God. Yeah, this, this game was horrible. Um, it was a real tough way to uh, end our 2-6 and six home season. Wow. That's really shocking. That's really bad. I, yeah. I mean, well... It's been a weird season. I don't know. That's not normal. We should return to six and two uh, form next year. You know, we're supposed to have this amazing advantage at the U.S. Bank Stadium. So, geez. So here's what I really want to talk about, though. Okay. What in the world are the Vikings going to do at quarterback? Okay. This is going to be the talk of Minnesota for the next six, four months. Yeah. Everyone's going to be talking about this. What do they do at quarterback? What do they do? They are at an absolute crossroads of the franchise right now. And if you saw the game, Kirk Cousins showed up, ripped his shirt off, chain on, skull chant. It was an excellent moment. Blew the horn, all of it. Great moment. Really funny. Really good moment. Um, Everyone's like, that means he's coming back. He's coming back. We all want him to come back. He's 36 years old and he tore his Achilles. Yeah. That's a hard injury to come back from, from a guy who already was slow and couldn't move that well. <laughs> okay. He's going to demand big money. We have to sign Derisaw and Jefferson and possibly Hunter, and you're going to try to sign Kirk Cousins. Something doesn't work there. Something's going to happen. Did have you to say give. JJ too? Don't we need yeah. to get, yeah, we got to figure him out. JJ, Derisaw, Hunter, okay. and Cousins. Got That's it. That's a lot. Yep. Can't bring them all back. So. So. I think they they have to. This is why we were cheering for the losses. I know a lot of fans are like, if you're a real Vikings fan, you wouldn't cheer for them to lose ever. And I'm like, nah, I'm a realistic Vikings fan. We've never won a championship, and I'm tired of it. And we don't have terminal illnesses, so I we, don't, we expect yeah. to be able to watch next year. I do not care that we lost this game. We'll never remember this game ever again. This game won't even be a trivia question. Doesn't matter. What we need is a better draft pick. We've got to go get our quarterback. The Vikings have never drafted a quarterback in the top ten ever. That's insane. Now, and I think it shows because yes. we haven't had a lot of like. It's not like we went, you know, back to back franchise guys. We don't even have anybody you can really consider, you know, franchise quarterbacks. We have a few, like two or three, but um, not recently at all. It's no, not recently at all. I mean, Kirk so, is the closest we've gotten, and I think it's kind of been 
the whole time the discussion has been, is he good enough? And lately we've sort of all come around that, yes, he is. He's pretty good. He's but pretty I don't know. Good. He, it doesn't seem you can win a title with him. And especially as he's 36 and coming off an injury, he's on the way down. Yeah. yeah. He's not going to even be as good as he was this year. So I'm ready to move on. Now, if you look at the draft, you have Caleb Williams at the top of the draft and Drake May. Maybe Drake May passes Caleb Williams here, but they're both big one, names. 1-2, two, 2-1, two, something like that. Um, then a lot of people like Jaden Daniels. He won the Heisman at LSU. And then uh, the guys who were on last night, Michigan's quarterback, J.J. McCarthy, and Washington's quarterback, Michael Penix. There's also Oregon quarterback, Bo Nix. Um, those are kind of the big six guys. So it's Penix, not yeah. Penix. Yeah, Penix. Yeah. So it a little bit reminds me of Dave, yeah, little Dickie's new <laughs> penis. Uh, so, but th- these guys are all going to be top 10 you think no um i think caleb williams drake may and then we'll see about Jaden daniels and jj mccarthy i think those two are fringe top 10 guys maybe and then bonix michael Penix are probably like second round guys okay. i guess so everybody last night we need to get Penix. we need to get Penix. we need to get him he threw for 400 plus yards in this game i am here to tell everyone why we do not want Penix. okay let's go here we go. So I did the research today. Instead of doing my job, I spent all day researching <laughs> for you guys so you guys would know what quarterbacks we want and which ones we don't want. This is exactly so, why I listened to this pod live while we recorded. This is the last this. 10 drafts in the NFL, quarterbacks and their age, okay? Okay. Quarterbacks that are 21 and under, I have a section of quarterbacks who are 22 years old, and I have a section of quarterbacks 23 and older, okay? okay? So 21 and under quarterbacks, the good, the bad, and the ugly, there has been 18 of them drafted in the last 10 years okay. in the first three rounds. Got it. These are only the first three rounds. So guys like Dak Prescott, guys like um, uh, Brock Purdy are not going to be part of these lists. Oh, okay. okay. 21 and under, Johnny Manziel, the Vikings took Teddy Bridgewater, yep. Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, Jared Goff, Christian Hackenberg, Patrick Mahomes, mm. Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Kaiser, Sam Darnold. I think his name was Josh Rosen. Um, oh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, and then Love Lawrence, Lance. Uh, and then Young Stroud and Richardson from the last year. Okay, so. 21 and under. Mostly fantastic so especially in the last few years you've had mahomes watson who's kind of struggled now but he was a superstar for a while um lamar jackson love lawrence young stroud richardson there's a lot of good that's a lot of good out of the 18 quarterbacks a lot of those guys i would say okay yes out of the 18 guys 21 and under drafted in the first three rounds of the last 10 years nine of them are starters five of them are backups and four of them are out of the league okay now 22 year old guys drafted um, there has been 16 of them. Okay. 22 year olds, Blake Bortles, Jimmy Garoppolo, Paxton Lynch. I don't even know who this is. Webb Davis Webb. Maybe his name was, um, Josh Allen, hmm. uh, um, Murray, uh, uh, yep. can't think of his first name. Kyler Murray. Yep. Um, Daniel Jones, um, Haskins, RIP, uh, Locke, who's the backup for Seattle, Tua, Justin Herbert, um, Hertz, okay, uh, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, the Vikings drafted Kellen Mond, and then Davis Mills. Okay, so still some solid gems in there. So that one has Allen, Murray, Tua, Herbert, Hertz, and Fields. Yeah. Some good ones. Some really good ones in there. So that's seven starters, four backups, and five of them are out of the league. A little worse One of them's dead. So out of the 22 and under guys, okay. that's... 16 starters in the league and most of them are the best starters in the league yeah okay so then you're like all right where is this going 23 mm-hmm. and older what goes on there Derek carr well how many does it did you see how many there were um, Just a lot there's more. 19 okay uh Derek carr someone named grayson the vikings own backup sean Mannion, carson wentz uh jacoby Brissett, kessler trubisky bethard baker mayfield rudolph greer joe burrow Okay, okay, so we found one. Mac Jones, Trask, Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, Willis, Carell, and Levis. Whoa. Uh, so. Out of that oh. whole list, Carr and Burrow yeah. are kind of the only ones. And, and you Carr don't is, have to put Carr in there. Carr because is way below If he was on one of those other younger lists, we yeah. wouldn't even have called him out no. by name. 
No. So it's like Joe Burrow is like wow. the exception. So Joe Burrow 23 is the and older guys do not do well in the NFL. Wow. They don't That's do well. That's fascinating. And so when we look at this year's drafts, oh, I have. This is some good shit. Yeah. If we look at this year's drafts and the ages we have, Caleb Williams, 22, going to, this is at the draft. Yeah. Caleb Williams, 22, Drake May, 21, J.J. McCarthy, 21. So you were thinking stud, stud, stud. Yeah. The wrong age guys, Jaden Daniels, who was, uh, these are the three Heisman guys. Jaden Daniels, who won it, 23, Bo Nix, 24, Michael Penix, 24. Okay. Ooh. I don't like them. I don't, I don't like any like. of them. I don't like any of them. It doesn't work for me. And and so if you want even further proof, I went through who I think are probably like the top half of quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Okay. Maybe I missed one. If I did, I apologize. But pretty much the top half guys in the league. Mahomes was 21, taken in the first round. Lamar Jackson was 21, taken in the first round. Josh Allen, 22, taken in the first round. Uh, Stafford, 21, first round. Lawrence, 21, first round. Hertz, 22, second round. Tua, 22, first round. Herbert, 22, first round. Stroud, Goff, and Love were all first rounders who were 21. Mm. Fields and Purdy, um, Fields was 22 in the first round. Purdy was 22 in the seventh round. Uh, so most of the quarterbacks were 22 or 21 years old when they got drafted that are the top guys in the league. Damn. The only guys that I think are top half quarterbacks that were over 22 years old when they were drafted, Burrow, 23, taken in the first round. Prescott, 23, taken in the fourth round. And Kirk Cousins was 24 when he got drafted in the fourth round. Wow. That is it. And you know grabbing somebody in those third and fourth rounds, there's so many that are taken at, throughout yes. those rounds that you don't – that's a crapshoot. You, you can it, write those off as pure anomaly. Yes. So to me, it is very obvious. You want a 21 or 22-year-old in rises, the first round. The talent rises earlier with mm. quarterbacks that are successful in the NFL. You have to find one of these younger guys. Yeah. So to me, we're not going to be able to get Caleb Williams because he's going to go one or two. We're not going to be able to get Drake May. He's going one or two, and I just don't think we'll have the firepower to go up there unless we trade a king's ransom for mm-hmm. one of these guys. So to me, Which, it all comes down yeah. to the future quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. An NFC scout called this guy an athletic Kirk Cousins. That's current 20-year-old Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy, the future quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> McCarthy. That's McCarthyism's back. That's our guy. J.J. Uh, McCarthy. You he, sold me. I mean, just statistically, I don't even know what this dude looks like. Handsome. Uh, sure. Um, I'm in. I'm in. You got me hyped. And I, you think we could get him at, yeah. you know, not necessarily top 10 because the chances we get that pick. Look at that guy. Look at his boyish good looks. He's handsome. Handsome guy. Handsome dude. Nice smile. Yeah. He's Michigan guy. We're, everyone's going to say he's the next Tom Brady. No, you already is a faster Kirk Cousins, and that's perfect for KOC's offense. Okay. He doesn't need a running quarterback, but he needs someone more mobile than Kirk. <laughs> That'd be nice. And he needs someone who can throw with timing. And the thing is, is like Penix, everyone listening right now is like, I watched Washington. Penix is the guy. He's different. Penix threw for 430 yards in the game yesterday, but he plays in this crazy college spread offense for the most part where he barely gets touched and he just throws it downfield to future first and second round pick wide receivers all day. Yeah. That are nightmare matchups against their corners. McCarthy is playing in a pro style offense with a former 49ers quarterback who won the Super Bowl with the 49ers or did he win it? I think he lost it. He lost Super Bowl, but he was in the Super Bowl. Running a pro-style offense, he's under center, he's playing the game that might not look as flashy, but is going to translate to the NFL, I think, better. So, J.J. McCarthy is my guy. He's the right age. Two J.J.'s? That'd be great. J.J. to J.J. And and I'm telling everyone, I'm sorry, but the proof is in the pudding. Unless you're drafting Joe Burrow first overall, which he doesn't exist in this draft. Right. Or you're getting Derek Carr or Baker Mayfield or something like that. You are not winning drafting older quarterbacks. An older quarterback could be a nice, solid backup, come in, run a system. But it does seem like, you know, these guys that have stayed in college and just kind of gotten calm and confident, stronger, um, that's kind of been their strength, right? I I think this makes sense. I think it makes sense. Like, the best guys rise to the top earlier. They don't have to. They're not sitting and waiting around, redshirted for two years Mm -hmm. and playing four years to get good. And then by the time they're good, they're already 24. The problem with that is, like, 
yeah, you could draft Penix, but in his first year in the pros, he'll be the same age as J.J. McCarthy in his fourth year in the pros. Oh, Think about that. Yeah. Like That's a huge advantage. So when, when you hear like um, our guy who played this last week, Jaron Hall, he's 25 years old. He's older than Jordan Love. Jaron Hall is a rookie. Jordan Love is in his fourth year. Wow. Imagine that. Like, yeah. who would you rather have, the rookie who is 25 Ooh. or the fourth-year guy who is 25? You can allow your quarterback to make mistakes when you draft a young guy. You can't wait around for a guy to, to start figuring it out when he's 28. That's not what a franchise quarterback is. Ooh. So, to me, Penix, I'm not touching him. Bo Nix, I'm not touching him. And Jaden Daniels, I'm not touching him. I don't want any of those guys. I want one of the young guys, and I think J.J. McCarthy makes all the sense in the world. Sold. That was excellent. Yeah. Good reporting. There you Good go. Reporting. There you go, everyone. I didn't know you were such a journalist. That, that was wonderful. That is what I did during work today. <laughs> <laughs> the kids didn't need to learn every day. No, no, they Good didn't. Good job, man. That was great. I'm psyched on McCarthy now. Let's go. All right. It's time to move on to the Timberwolves. Please. All right. So it sounds like uh, Lori and A-Rod finally acquired the Wolves. I think so. I kind of just kept hearing the story that, oh, they're going to do it soon. Um, I think that it's done, um, essentially. And... They have become, they've now own, they own all but 20% of it, which I think that yeah. Glenn Taylor still owns, but he's not going to be there. You know, it's, it's over for him. And people are talking about selling that 20% to, to us, KG, <laughs> yeah, to, to the Nordic <laughs> podcast, to KG. KG has wanted to be an owner, but hates Glenn Taylor. How much money does KG have? There's just no way. He That's had the had... other thing, too. Yeah, I'm KG, like, how rich do they think he, he, he is? He's got like 80 million bucks. He's not buying a $400 million well, stake in the Wolves. Yeah, that's. I think that's kind of... I think KG, they should just give him a box at the game. Yeah, give him a box. Give, give him, him a, a box of the game. Give him a million dollars. He'll, he'll put a million dollars into it, and yeah. we'll call him an owner. Yeah. <laughs> like, hang out with A-Rod. It's fine. <laughs> nice. Uh, all right, I think I agree with that. Um but either way, we have new owners, and I don't know. The culture seems to have shifted right along with the ownership change. If we were, were to do anything this year, uh, at which we already are looking impressive, I think that people will have to look back on the ownership change as that difference. Yeah, I, I mean, think so. Or just a huge coincidence? I, I don't know. I think it's probably... Yeah, I, I, it's just I, we feel like more of a professional organization That's now. what I think. Like, I feel like we have a good coach and a good GM, and I don't know if I've ever felt that way. Right. I know people are like, oh, Flip Saunders, but, like, I really believe in our coach and our GM right now. I sort of believe in the ownership. I believe in the guys on the court. It just feels like we're, like, actually a professional team where before we felt like a step up from the Globetrotters. Yeah, like, when we won, it would be a ridiculous game where, one, you know, somebody went off for 45 points, and it was really fun and exciting. But mostly, we just lost games to good teams yeah. and teams that sucked. <laughs> yeah, we, we were, lost them. We would just be more random. This is like, all right. I think it all, it's it just is, you sort of know what you're going to get on the court. It's amazing. I think the real thing, though, is that Ant is just, a, he's he's blossoming into a superstar. He's the best an under twenty-five player. Last five games. Well, it's the more it's nine. So nine. I got it for you. Oh, okay. His yeah. last nine games. Here you go: thirty-seven, two rebounds, four assists. Then thirty-two, eight rebounds, five assists, three steals. Twenty-seven, seven and five. Twenty-seven, seven, five and three steals. Thirty-four, five and ten. Twenty-five, seven and six. Forty-four, three, four and three steals. Thirty-one, three and three. 35, 4, and 2. Insane. Nine straight games above 25. So, yeah, he's averaging like 33 points during that. That's insane. He is cooking right now. Um, he's playing pretty efficient. I, he's turning the ball over probably he's, a little Yeah, too much. I think. And he still takes some dumb shots, misses at the bucket. Uh, but he's getting fouled a lot more, which is really nice to see. Like, him adding that to his game. That's part of the reason he's getting those points. You know, six to seven of those points each game were free throws. Here's my one worry. I think he might be a problem. Well, socially? I think he might be a problem, like, as a teammate and player. Why? I I think he's got a big attitude now. Oh, like, you really like, do? Yeah. Like wow, Finch, how have you seen that? Like, Finch tried to get him to come off the one time, and he refused to come out of the game, and was like, fuck this, and the state in the game. Like, he's not listening to the coach. And really? I think Finch has been saying a lot of stuff in the media now about, like, guys turning the ball over and not doing, running the offense yeah. and trying to get their own shot instead of playing as a team. I think it's a lot at Ant. So, okay. I, I well, have a I feeling mean, he's, been, he's a little bit of a headache, but, like, 
a headache that they're willing to have. <sighs> you know, I don't I do. like hearing that. I do right? think he's because a little, we want to yeah. like him. I do um, like him, I and think I'll he's... watch for that. That you know, that would be interesting. I see him smiling, pumping up his teammates. Um, getting more hyped for others than for his own success. Oh, I think he's I still a, I think see he's, all that. I think he's a much better I guess he's a much better teammate in my mind than maybe a player for a coach. I think yeah. I think he's a bit of a headache for Finch. Yeah, I mean I could see that, especially if Finch is what I think his best strength is is developing young players. If he's trying to do that and Ant says, "Really? You're really trying to develop me? Like I'm developed, motherfucker." I could see some friction there. Um which Ant could be so much better he is so incredible but we see dumb shit that he does yeah um you know he's not quite there he makes kind of lapses in judgment on defense he'll go for a steal and miss and i think then they i think that bucket. like to me i think finch's best skill grow up is, a little bit. His, yeah. is team defense like i think he's a great defensive coach yeah uh, you can obviously see it they were good defensively last year. They're way better this year. I wonder if they're still ranked one. I, I don't know for sure, but, but, but they're, they're up there. He even said, and Ant even came out last week, and he said he got a text from Finch that said, your la- your defense is lacking. Like, you've got to pick it up. Oh, So shit. I, I kind of feel like they're playing this little game in the media right now where mm. they're both kind of talking about each other, and they're both frustrated with each other. Okay. And I don't, I'm not saying this is going to be some big problem, but I do think Ant is a diva. I do. Yeah. I think he's going to be, when things are going well, he's going to be the best star you could have. But I think if he was on a bad team, he'd be an issue. He'd be demanding a trade I do. Quickly. I think he is. So it makes me a little worried, um, but not as worried well, as the real worry right now, Carl Towns' play. Yeah. I mean, after sticking up for him for weeks and just saying, <laughs> like, look how consistently good he's been, I forget that he's not that consistent. And he does do have you know, two or three week streaks of really sloppy play, falling out, uh, getting bitchy again, uh, you know, shooting inefficiently. I mean, just disappearing. Yeah. Out there. I got a little spooked this week because I was like thinking about the, the, how excited I was already for the playoffs. And I know it's a long ways away. It is. But, but I was just like, man, it's going to be so fun when they get into the playoffs and they play some big games, like in the playoffs. That's what I was thinking to myself. Yeah. And then I thought, no, oh, you're going to be a wreck for those. I said, oh, my so God, nervous. but then we'll have to have playoff towns. Yep. And I got a little I know. scared. I know. I got a That's little scared. That's why spooked. it's nice to see Ant being able to take over and Cat, yes. like, just seemingly, whether he says it or not, is willing to let Ant be the face of the team because I think Ant is going to play better in the playoffs, and we know Cat is going to be wildly inconsistent he's gonna have games where he almost loses it for us and then he'll have games where he you know shoots a bunch of threes and we win and it's because of him too so um those games where he's not stepping up and will be able to do that i think it's going to be a, a changed team in that way in the so I, I i've been saying all year that i think that what this team needs is a backup guard and a shooter is the things i've been really saying but over the last couple of weeks, I think that the Wolves' biggest weakness is actually their inexperience and their immaturity. And I'm not saying that this is they're some bad team. Like I feel mm-hmm. like at this point, I'm nitpicking a really good team. Yeah, I think that they're they're like you see Jaden, who literally cannot stop following people. Yep, he Jayden keeps falling out of games. Jaden is has regressed. I feel like he's kind um, of a, he's not kind shooting of, well. Yeah, doesn't really know what his place is on the court. It feels like. Can't stop following, following yeah. out of tons of games, following everyone all the time. Yeah. Like he's really a nice player and he's still young, but like it's just I think that I've changed my mind a little bit. I think what the Wolves need to find at the deadline or in the post deadline buyout market mm-hmm. is uh, another good veteran leader. I think they need more veteran leadership, even some guys who won't play that much. Yeah, I think that's what they I would bring into this team. Some experience, some guys who've been there, some guys who have won, who maybe are past it and can't offer us a ton on the court, but will be strong locker room presence. Yeah. Guys is what I think that I would be looking for. To settle in a little bit. To, huh? to Just to continue with more leadership, yeah. to more experience, more nurturing these young guys through tough games, through tough moments, through yeah. all kinds of stuff. We I think, haven't had much adversity. We haven't no. had a lot of injuries. No. Uh, we haven't ever lost two games in a row yet. Um, we did lose to the Knicks, and so we'll see what happens. I think we play the Mavericks or something. I don't, um, I don't, and I hope no one's thinking. I just don't want, you know, you, it, it will tell us a lot when we inevitably do w- lose two in a row, when we maybe lose three in a row. Yeah. Um, but what's the reaction going to be like? Is thing, Are things going to just spiral the wrong direction? Are we going to be able to be mature enough to bounce back and be like, look, we are still that same team. We're still one number one in the West. 
Um, I, I don't know. We haven't seen it yet. I don't want people to come away with this being like, man, the Wolves have been so good. And listen to how negative you're being. We kind I'm of are fe- finding the things. I'm not feeling negative. I'm trying to be nitpicky of a team that I think is a contender. I think it's a team that should be better than they are. I think they're a contender. That's what I see. And to me, I just keep thinking to myself, all right, what like what could be their downfall? Because mm-hmm. they are athletic. They're deep. They have you know some guys who can take games over offensively they have length they can patrol the paint and make it difficult they make people struggle to shoot threes they make it difficult for everyone to do everything i mean this is a really good team what do i think they need i think a veteran guard is another thing i would somebody that that somebody that can handle the ball a little bit without having to shoot would be nice you know somebody that like really focus on assists because um we're putting it in the hands of guys that turn it over a lot, like Ant and Cat both. Yeah. Uh, they turn it over like crazy. I'm sick of the travels. I'm sick of the stepping out of bounds, the stupid offensive fouls. Uh, yeah, they they have so much to clean up, which I think is just, it's exciting. It's not like, damn, everybody is playing perfect and we're winning like this. No, this team is, is flawed and yeah. we're still winning. So yes. I think that's a good thing. Um it just can be frustrating to watch sometimes when they're turning the ball over 20 times a game. Okay, so here's the updated odds for the the playoffs, the okay. championship. Okay, for the for the finals champ. Yep. Okay. So um, I'm just going to go through some teams. Won by a lot. Nuggets uh, are, are up ahead of us. Some teams that have have went up way up in their odds um, would be the Rockets. Went from okay. fifty thousand plus fifty thousand to plus thirteen thousand. They're still like twentieth. Yeah, huge upgrade for them. Uh, the Magic went from plus fifty thousand to plus ten thousand. Mm-hmm. They're at eighteenth. The Pacers um, went way up. They're in seventeenth. The Pelicans went up or, or went down. Actually, they're in sixteenth. But here you go. Here's your top teams. Um, the Warriors are in twelfth. Okay. Plus fourteen hundred or plus thirty six hundred. Uh, the Heat ahead of them, 3,600. The Mavericks, 3,000. The Thunder are all the way up to plus 2,800. The Lakers, plus 2,000. The Timberwolves, plus 1,800. Started off plus 5,500, now down to 1,800. Yep. But there's still one, two, three, four, five, six teams ahead of them in their odds. Right. So they're seventh in the best odds right now. This one makes no sense to me. Significantly better odds than the Wolves. The Clippers are plus 1,400. What? It's crazy. The Clippers are not the winning Clippers the title. Stink. They're not winning the title. Oh yeah, Russell Westbrook and Harden. Paul, Paul George. I think that must just it, yeah. show you how stupid like betters are for their teams. Like people are just, oh hell yeah, look at this. We've got the 2017 All Stars. When they do, they'll be unstoppable. Um, they have the 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 76ers at at plus 2700, and then your three or four teams that are big. Oh, oh I'm sorry, no. The Sixers are plus thirteen hundred. The Suns plus eleven hundred. Okay. In fourth, the Suns are bad. Yeah, they're a bad team. So weird. They are bad. They I wish stink. I could bet against that. Can I bet for them to finish like low? I don't know. Um, and then your top three, the Bucks are plus four sixty. Sure. So way higher than the Suns. The Nuggets are plus four twenty, and the Celtics are plus three twenty. Oof. Yeah. And so, I, I, I mean, I do believe that they are the best team. The they Celtics have the same are the th- big some of the same things we have, uh, but they have the maturity and a franchise that's won a bajillion times. We just have the Celtics, the Nuggets, the Bucks. They've all won the title. Those are teams mm-hmm. that know how to do it. They have big star players. They've, yeah. they're, they're ready to win a title again right now. And I, th- I think that we have a higher chance than the Suns and the Clippers. Yeah, for yeah, sure, for right. sure. That's like, about where I'm at. I did place a sizable bet. Oh. For the Wolves to go to the finals. I love that. And I had good odds on it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really happy with that. But because it seems like people are still not believing that they're number one. And it's like, dude, the season's a third over. We're, we're two and a half or three games up <laughs> on the, I think the you're next gonna have, guy. So, you, I think when they go to the Western Conference finals, you hedge your bet. Hedge then? Yeah. Yeah. And you just like bet against the Wolves. With a decent amount, so yep. you're gonna come out on top. Either, I think that would either way. I think I probably would do that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like just hedge a little bit on that because I think you'd be happy that you did. Yeah. Because I think there might be no. I I don't bet on games, but like I think that the best thing in the world would be to just always bet against my teams, because then I would be happy that they won and wouldn't be upset that I lost my bet. But every time that my teams lost, I would win money. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's good. I mean, that's a great strategy too. Um. Yeah, so 
I like the Wolves, man. I don't know. I do too. I, I, I think that we do have a chance, and we just need to kind of grow up a little bit still. Yeah, that's what I would say. I, I when I like whenever we struggle, I just feel like they're kind of like immature young players still. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just like, yeah, that's that's still what they've got to figure out. They're still not seasoned vets. Yeah, they're still not guys who've been there and done that. They haven't won big games. They haven't gone deep into the playoffs. This is a young team who is still trying to figure out what it's like to be a front runner. Yep, and that's yep. hard. I agree. And, you know, one thing I've noticed, though, that is a sure sign of them maturing a little bit is that the last two minutes of their play doesn't look 180 degree different than the whole game that they played that got them there. No, you're right. I hate that last year. It was my biggest problem. It'd usually be Ant or Cat would, you know, we need a bucket and they play ISO ball down to three seconds left, jack up a contested shot. We don't get the rebound. It's like, oh, maybe we should still just continue to move the ball and and get an open shot. I will say though, I do think Ant is a top five end of game player right now. Oh, he's top he's five probably the guy you in the want world. taking the shot. Um, uh, the guys, you need a three, I mean, and then I would have Cat. But but I mean, like in the whole NBA, like who would I want to take a late shot? I mean, probably like Durant and Curry. Like they've hit so many. Yeah, LeBron has hit so many. Um, obviously, guys like Jason Tatum or Giannis or Jokic. I think right behind that group is Ant, yeah. who's a killer yeah. at the end of games. A killer. He just he like goes to a different level. He's gonna miss game winning shots sometimes in his career, but like I have total faith in him taking. He's still the guy. To oh take yeah. It. yeah. Yep. All right. So what we do need to do right now is take a quick break, and we need to uh, announce our sports naughty noms, yes. which we're gonna do our naughty awards. Next week. So Can't we're not going to sit here and argue much. We're not trying to give too much away. Um, but we are going to give you guys uh, what I think was maybe a difficult year to pick Minnesota awards a little <laughs> bit. But we're going to do our best. The 2023 Nordy Noms. What do we got? All right. So we'll start out with just the teams. We know what the teams are. There are local local sports teams. Yeah. So that's what we'll be picking from. Um, there's a couple that make really strong cases. And a yeah. couple that have no fucking chance in hell. Yeah. Uh, and so that's what we're at with teams. We, yeah, so we got the... We're going to go with just just the four teams. Yeah. Because I can't even talk with United. Because I don't even know fights. who the United had this year, and they stunk, and they didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, they fired their coach. Their star player, like, just didn't come back for a long and time. We're, and we also are going to boycott all gopher sports because um, they're just an absolute wreck We right cannot now. award them even with a nomination. No. At this point, I would nominate the Gopher hockey team if they didn't uh, lose in overtime of the. Well, let's go to the next next level of this. Okay, yep. so um, let's go with the biggest sports moments of the year okay. for, for Minnesota. Uh, here's what we have: Dobbs fever. Yeah, I think was pretty. It was a couple fun weeks there until it was a couple fun weeks. You know, yeah. turned back into a pumpkin. We got Gopher hockey. In the the national championship. Yep, went to overtime in the national championship, won a Frozen Four game, yep. And then we got what I think could be a front runner here, Uh the Twins breaking their curse, winning. uh, What we're going to nominate is is winning a playoff game. Although, yes, they won a series. It was incredible. The whole thing, but Um, yeah, the big, the winning the first playoff game is probably the big moment. I mean, it was what? I don't know. That felt like, that felt like some like real weight off our our backs. Yeah. It really did. It, I was the, like, this the state is. was buzzing. I was like, if we can't win a game, like, we might need to just call it. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> we might need to call it. Like, we might need to just let this team move away because yeah. it was it was curse level. So, yeah, that one's huge. So, that one's good. So, then we'll do um, local players of the year. Okay. Uh, and we got some good options here. We really do. Um, Royce Lewis. Royce Lewis. Huge year. Huge turning year. Turning into a Fun. star. Turning into the star of, of uh, that Twins team. Uh, normally we'd be nominating JJ, yeah. But he was hurt this year. Didn't play a lot. Didn't play. Didn't I don't get a think new contract. Get the, pissed. Yeah. Um, so I think we're gonna go with Hawkinson from yeah. the Vikes. Hawkinson, yeah, great, great year. year. We got him locked up. for Ninety-five a while. catches, almost a thousand yards. Would have had a thousand yards if he didn't get hurt and blow out his knee, which really sucks. Yeah. Five touchdowns. Was the number one fantasy tight end in football. Was really the the focal point of the offense. Yeah. With, with injuries everywhere. Yeah, that was good. Uh, we got Brock Faber, who we're watching now. We'll nice talk about surprise. him. We'll talk about him in a few minutes. Brock okay. Faber is a stud. All right, sounds good. 
Um, we cannot go without nominating Kaprizov, although he has had an off year so far. Yeah. Uh, he's bounced back a little bit with the new coach, I think. Is yep. that right? Yeah. Okay. So that's good. And then we got Ant, Ant Edwards. Um, we just went into detail about him. Maybe he has to grow up a little bit on and off the court. But I mean, the betting, he's young. It's all fucking I just insane checked, upside. I just checked Vegas, and they have uh, Ant and Royce Lewis as our, our favorites for that award right now. But okay, we'll see running, what we yeah, yeah. Well, we should check it even in the next couple of days, see yeah. if those lines move. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So those are our three uh, sports nordies. Yeah. Whole slew of TV, movie, yes. actor, actress stuff. Uh, we're it's, what you have, it's what everyone's been waiting for. I know. Everyone's been waiting for what the hell we thought about this year. <laughs> <laughs> and just to tease it, we have a really fun new category, um, best of the internet. Can't and wait. so in our next pod, yeah. we will list out those nominees as well, yes. along with those other awards you mentioned. But that's for sports, man. I can't wait. All right. The last thing that we need to talk about today real quickly is the Minnesota Wild. We have taken a break from talking wild because it was really ugly. Mm-hmm. But... They've turned it around a little bit, and there is reason for hope. Even though we have no money, we have tons of dead cap, we have half of our team is out injured, including Kaprizov, mm-hmm. including Jared Spurgeon, including everyone on the team is out injured. It's a shell of a team. The yeah. reason for hope is that um, for ESPN did an article this week about who's the favorites for all the NHL awards right now. And... For the Rookie of the Year, I think it's called the Calder Trophy. Mm-hmm. They have obviously Connor Bedard is the heavy favorite. Yep. Um, one person said, unless he gets injured, he's winning it. Okay, he's he's a superstar already. He's a teenage superstar. People think he could be, you know, better than McDavid. Who, yeah, Connor yeah. McDavid. He's he's just insane. This guy, so he's gonna win the award. But the two um, other people that they had on their list were. Brock Faber, defenseman for the Wild, mm-hmm. and Marco Rossi, center for the Wild. That's awesome. So two of the three rookie guys. <sighs> so were, you time that out yeah. with us av- actually being able to spend, spend some, some money, money in like, two years. You have those guys entering their primes. Kaprizov you have Kaprizov still. still. Yep. Yeah, got you know we have uh, Wallstead, the the young stud goalie. Like they are headed for good things. Um, and I think that that's really hopeful. And then also just the fact that Faber, Minnesota's own, Maple Grove's own, Brock Faber, is taking the league by storm. He's one of the best defensemen in hockey. That's awesome. He is absolutely fantastic. He looks like a future Team USA player. He looks like a future number one defenseman for a top team. This guy's going to be up for the Norris in the future as the best defenseman. He eats minutes. He's already, like we said last episode, he's already had more 30-minute performances than any rookie in the history of the Wild. And he's top 10 in the NHL for minutes. He's averaging over 24 minutes a game already. This guy is fantastic. He is going to be a superstar. But he's going to be one of those superstars that, like, you don't know notice him unless you look for it. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. he's not going to score a bunch of goals. He's not going to fight. He's not going to no. do a bunch of crazy stuff. He's just going to be an eraser on the ice, and he's going to make everyone else look good with how perfect and how mature his play is. So Brock that. Faber, one of our own. Um, and then Marco Rossi, you might remember him. We talked about him a lot over the last few years, and then he got COVID, and he had a heart problem that went with his COVID. And he had to miss an entire season. Yeah. And he was a first-round pick, a high pick. He was one of the top prospects. And then he was just gone for a year. Then last year, he came back after missing a year with heart problems, and he stunk in the minors. Yeah. And so everyone was like, did we miss it with this guy? Is he just did that just to ruin his career? And now he's up one of our best players. He's, I think, the second-highest-scoring rookie in the league. He has been fantastic. And looks like a real cornerstone piece. Probably the best center we've had. Looks like he will be the best center we've had since Miko Koibu. That timing isn't bad. Like, maybe we don't have high hopes for this yeah. year. Um, although, hockey is weird. You know, we could hockey just is weird. You play could, really we well. We could just for... win a billion games and then be exhausted for the playoffs yeah. and lose in the first round to freaking Vegas. Av- Avalanche. A again. real, a real yeah. hockey town like yeah. Las Vegas. <laughs> You know, but like, I do feel like this team, I feel like they're a good organization mm-hmm. and I feel like we can trust them. And I feel like they are working in our best interest. We deserve better, but I do think that this team is going to be pretty good in the next couple of years. 
So ending on a high note. I like that. You don't yeah. want to end with Arsenal? No. Okay, I, okay. I'm too sad to talk about right, that. That's fine. Um, but, but our teams do play this weekend. That's exciting. In an FA Cup game. Oh, not it's as exciting. It's not that exciting. <laughs> they play this weekend. I was like, oh, shit, already? Arsenal, this is really weird. Okay, are you ready for this? Yeah. So, not trying to argue with anyone on the Second Amendment or guns or anything. Oh, Jesus. But but I do want to just bring this up because I think it's really bizarre. Arsenal is is uh, wearing their, like, get rid of the red jerseys this, this game against Liverpool. And okay. once a year, they wear these. So Arsenal is red and white in their colors. Oh. Once a year, they wear all white jerseys. And because they're in England and there's, like, not really guns, their big thing, their big cause here is knife violence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it's a it's an anti knife <laughs> violence jersey, and oh, I'm like, how much knife violence is there? It's the only kind they got. Yeah, they're like, ah, well, I don't have a gun, so I'm gonna have to just stab everyone. It's like, yeah, dude, he came into the subway, fully stabbed two people yeah. before. You know, they're gonna be fine. Yeah, they're, they're gonna, gonna be fine. It got stuck in the second guy. He's hurt, but yeah. he's okay. <laughs> I mean, horrifying, obviously, to, to have. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to downplay a knife attack. Uh, yeah, horrifying. Uh, but when you guys but watch, you when you watch the game this weekend, you'll be like, their jerseys are really awkwardly white. But okay. that's because it's for gun so violence. So obviously Liverpool is going to have to wear their red, which is bad pro gun violence. It must is all knife violence. Yeah, <laughs> tons of knife violence. <laughs> well, I think what at this point, what is Liverpool going to do? I'd be like, we're going to have to wear our blue jerseys or whatever else we have. They got like some. We can't ugly wear green ones. red ones yeah. in this game. It's yeah. going to be awkward. <laughs> It'll be like we're 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 pro knifing people. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god that is that is funny you know what knife violence is no fucking joke okay no, it's not you get have some creepy fuck coming up to you oi bloke poke, 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 poke. <laughs> he won't like it either all right we'll end on that that's what we're gonna end on <laughs> uh, stabby stab for you <laughs> that's gonna be the end of this episode so uh Thank you, guys. Tune into our next episode. We're going to give you the rest of our Nordy Noms. We've got all kinds of good ones. So tune into that, and we'll tell you everything you guys should be watching as we head into 2024 as well. All the hottest of wrecks. Um, so until then, thanks for hanging out with your best friends here at the Nordy's Podcast. Podcast.